0: Hey, this is Bradley Weber. I'm the pastor of Release City Church, and this is our podcast. I'm super excited that you tuned in, and I really hope today's message encourages you, gives you a sense of hope, and inspires you to pursue all that God has created you to be. Now, let's jump right into today's message. All right, let's go to the book of Genesis uh, just for a few minutes today. Uh, I'm going to um, split today up into two parts. I'd already planned on doing that. Um, so, but I did, I did get prompted by someone uh, on the way out last Sunday. They were like, I don't know why you feel like you need to rush. They said, <laughs> Amen. Amen. They said, uh, this is the best two hours of, I don't know They said, this is the best, I'm trying to, I'm I'm trying to press through emotions and I don't know why it is, but I know you don't want to see me cry, but they said, this is the best two hours of my week. I I came, I need whatever it is. I need that. And so we're going to dive in for just a few moments today. Amen. Man, I am such a cry baby. Woo. It's something on this platform. There's an anointing in here. I'm telling you, whenever we leave this place and we get, I'm I'm just telling you, I don't know what's going to happen in this room. I don't know what's going to happen in this area. The stage may be gone, but I just believe there's going to be people that are going to meet in this little section right here, and they're going to start crying and not know why. That's because the presence of the Lord was in this place. Just because we leave, we're going to leave something here. Amen? Amen, amen, amen. And the same thing happens on your job. When you're there, the presence of the Lord is there. When there's chaos, you bring peace. Not you, but because you're connected. You're going back to the beginning of the, of, of the service. You're connected and aligned with our Heavenly Father, and you bring peace. The peace that is inside of you, His name is Jesus. And wherever you go, wherever you walk, college campus, high school campus, Walmart, craziness, and all that goes on there, yes, you bring peace. Amen? Amen. All right, let's go. <laughs> let's go. Genesis 37, you're going to recognize a portion of this story. I'm not going to read the whole story, and, um, but I encourage you this week in your own time, go and read this, just this portion of, of, of Genesis 37. I'm going to pick it up in verse 5. Uh, you're going to probably be, be real familiar with this. It says, one night Joseph, everybody say Joseph. Yes. One night Joseph had a dream, and when he, and when he told his brothers about it, I want you to picture, if you've got siblings, I want you to picture what would your sibling's response would be if you told them something like this. He told his brothers about the dream, and they hated him more than ever. This is what he said. Listen to this dream, he said. We were out in the field, tying up bundles of grain, and suddenly my bundle stood up, and your bundles all gathered around and bowed low before mine. <laughs> I know what would happen if I told Josh and Brittany that. <laughs> They'd be like... You want dad to come down here and do something with you? They they, they go nuts. This is what verse 8 says. His brothers responded, so you think you'll be our king, do you? Do you actually think you will reign over us? And they hated him all the more because of his dreams and the way he talked about them. Stop. If you have a dream a plan or a vision for your life. Understand, you can't tell everybody your dream because not everybody's going to understand. And even if, they, even if you don't, there's going to be people that are going to hate you because of the one you represent. Verse 9, soon Joseph had another dream. Everybody say another dream. He had another dream, and again, he told his brothers about it. As if he didn't get, get their their response the first time. Listen, I have another I had another dream, he said. The sun, the moon, and eleven stars bowed low before me. Stop. Not only is it the stalks or the bundles of grain, but now it's the universe is going to bow down before me. How many would like to bend his brother? Come on over here. Let me just let's just talk about this one time. I'm talking about bow down. You bow down. The sun, the moon, and 11 stars bowed low before me. Verse 10. This time he told the dream to his father and as well to his brothers, but his father scolded him. Just because you have family doesn't mean they're going to understand and be in agreement with the call of God on your life. And that may hurt sometimes. He said, what kind of dream is that? The father said, will your mother and I and your brothers actually come and bow to the ground before you? But while his brothers were jealous of Joseph, his father wondered what the dreams meant. I want to speak to you today for the, just a few moments from this subject, dreaming big. Dreaming big. I want to speak to those People in the room and those listening by podcast or on Facebook Live today who may have never really had a thought about a dream, a vision, or a plan for your life, I want to talk to you today. I want to talk to you who don't really have a concept that there may be something other than the purpose of you working at the job that you're at, something other than just sucking oxygen up. There is actually a plan for you, and you don't even know it. I want to talk to you today. I also want to talk to those of you in the room who've had a dream, but somewhere along the line, the passion and the burning desire uh, that you once had for that dream have burned out. I want to say to you that you need to dream again. Like Joseph, you need to dream again. Others of you here today can identify with Genesis 42, verse 9, where Scripture tells us towards the end of Joseph's life that it said, and he remembered his dreams. Maybe some of you have forgotten your dream or you've forgotten your purpose or that you were, that you, you were called to. And, and it's my job today to remind you that you have a purpose. Every single one of you in this room have a purpose. You were created by God. You've heard this before, but I'm gonna, I'm, I think it's, it's, it's worth repeating. You were created by God, and you just got to know that God loves you. Someone just said that a moment ago. You need to know that God loves you. That's the purpose of the cards. We're not asking for you to send in money, <laughs> we're not going to give you a free gift. It's simply a card that says, You belong, you matter, you were loved. He created you. When he created you, he put purpose on the inside of you. He didn't leave purpose out. Y'all remember back in the day, any 80 babies, 80s babies, 70s babies? Y'all remember the commercial, especially around uh, uh, Christmas time? They would have the toy commercials, and and right at the very end, you'd have that cool DJ voice guy who goes, batteries not included. Y'all remember that? It's... I a conversation up around our Christmas tree that when I would open a package, before I would get it all the way open, I saw, how many of y'all, how many of y'all anybody, anybody uh, y'all like to open gifts before Christmas? Y'all like sneak and try to find? Some of y'all are like, I'm not going to admit it because then my parents will know. Right. Yeah. Well, but I, I wasn't that guy, but, but when, that, when I first started opening, I'd catch one glimpse of what it was and I'd turn around. I'd stop everything. I'd turn around and go, did you get batteries for this? Why? Because I heard the voice, batteries not included. Right? <laughs> What you need to know is when God created you, He didn't leave purpose out. Purpose not included. It's not the same for God. When He created you, He made you complete. God did not create you and leave purpose out. Look at your neighbor, tell him, say, Dream Big. It's always been cool to me to ask the question. I used to love that show, Kids Say the Darndest Things. It's always been uh, entertaining to me, I should say, that um, uh, when you would ask a kid, especially young kids, what you want to be when you grow up? Any, anybody ever asked that to a, a child? I remember um, at our church in Georgia, a um, little guy was running through the hall, and, uh, and we just got to talking, and, and I, said, I said, hey, I said, little man, I said, what you want to be when you grow up? I love setting kids up, because you never know what you're going to get. Some of y'all are like, yeah, if, <laughs> if you talk to my kid in the house... And, and I'll never forget his response. He goes, I want to be a fire truck. I said, oh, you mean you want to be a fireman? He said, no, I want to be a fire truck. And you know, you're not supposed to kill a kid's dream, right? And I was like, he said, I said, you mean you want to, you want to, um, you want to be the fireman and, and ride the, ride the truck? And he said, no, no, no. I want to be a transformer. I want to roll up and, and come out and put out the fire all in one package. Clearly, batteries were not included. I mean, batteries were included because he was the, that was that was his response. I'm gonna be a fire truck. It was Pablo Picasso that said this: "Every child is born an artist. The problem is how do we remain an artist once we grow up?" And I think that's so true. We're all born an artist. We're all born with a transformer imagination, right? But. What happens where we begin to lose sight of the dream? How does that happen? How do we lose the passion and the fire that once kept us motivated? I'll tell you how. It's called life. Life. Life has a way of stripping us of our creativity. That's why it's important that you speak life into a small kid. I didn't say, well, buddy... You can't be a transformer truck. i let that, I let him believe whatever he wants. I mean, now you got creative dads who like, have you seen them on TikTok and stuff where they build, uh, they build the, the car-like thing out of boxes and they're, look, they're standing there, I mean, they're, they're crouched down and then all of a sudden they turn into the, the bumblebee. If you hadn't seen Transformers, you're not gonna really understand what I'm saying, but, but they turn into that because we should always be speaking into a child's life. Amen? Speaking life into them. Because there will come a time, we all know this, is this thing, something going on with it? I think I've been it. And now it's... I'm sorry, but that's going to bother me like I got... I think I'm good. Am I good? Does it look right? Okay. I'm not worried about what it looks like, but I feel like I've got something to hang on. It's like when you go to the dentist and you... I'm not chasing a rabbit, I'm going somewhere. It's like when you go to the dentist and they numb you and then you go to Starbucks to get a drink because you feel like you deserve, you know, a treat and they give you a straw. (laughs) Y'all like that rabbit? That's my friend. See, life has a way of stripping away our creativity. Life has a way of discouraging us from taking risks. Life has a way of teaching us to fear. And that's what causes us to no longer chase after the dream. But I want to remind you, I've showed up today and stand on the stage to remind you what happens when you invite God, when you invite the Holy Spirit to start moving in your life. Well, what happens? I'm so glad you asked. Let's go to Acts chapter 2, verse 17. Acts 2, 17. This is what happens when you invite the Holy Spirit or or God into your life. It says, In the last days, God says this I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. And your old men will dream dreams. It says, You'll prophesy, and that means you'll begin to talk future talk. You'll prophesy. You'll start having visions, meaning you're going to start seeing your future. I'm talking about visions, talking about dreams, talking about the plan that God has for your life. For those of you that I don't, I don't, I don't even know what that plan is, let's talk about it. Here, here we go. And we're going to be, begin dreaming dreams. If we're going to be able to begin to dream dreams, that means we're going to have a holy imagination about our future. That's what dreaming dreams is. You're going to have a holy imagination So if you don't have a vision and you're not dreaming dreams right now, if you don't have a prophetic tone about your future, you need the Holy Spirit. If you're not seeing it, if you're not able to speak it into existence, you need the Holy Spirit. Let let, let me me tell you how, how you'll know if you're lacking the Holy Spirit. If all you can do is think about your past, Talk about your past and look back and focus on your past. You need the Holy Spirit. Something you need to know about God. God will always point you away from your past and he'll always point you in the direction of what's next. Now I can see how God's lining up what came out of worship about people not feeling qualified. That's not the Holy Spirit that's reminding you of your past. That's not the Holy Spirit that's got you in here going, I wish I could do, I wish I could have, I wish I had. No, you already you already have a purpose. You already have a calling. You already have, there's a vision there. You need to tap into it. How do I tap into it? I invite God into my everyday life. See, God will get you talking about your future. God will begin to get you looking at your future and he'll even give you a, a picture of what could be. It's called vision. It's called a dream. So what's a dream? A dream is a picture of what could be and what should be. So how's a a God dream? Everybody say God dream. How's a God dream play out? A God dream is best executed when I use my gifts and I use my talents and I use my desires to not only experience the blessings of God on my life, not only to, to create income for my family, but also to expand the kingdom of God. That's what, that's what a vision, that that's, will allow you to see what a vision could be and should be. It's me taking everything that God has given me and I give it to a kingdom purpose. Now, for those of you that are thinking I'm tying stuff into finances, you're wrong. That's, a, that's one aspect. But I've got to be able to take my talents and my giftings. Let me say this. There's some light bulbs that need to be changed in the cafe, these, these uh, uh, fluorescent light bulbs. Can Pastor B do it? Absolutely. But it would do me... It would, I, would, I, would, I would limit you if I don't say, hey, you know what, I need somebody to come up to the church this week and, um, hey, find out what those bulbs are and let's get those things put in so we don't have a half-dark cafe. Can I do it? Absolutely. I'm trying to get people who maybe not you're not scared of heights. I'm not scared of heights. I'll get up on that 13-foot ladder. I'll do it. But my role as a leader is to create leaders. My role is to get you to see your potential and what you, you're capable of doing. Because if I came in here and, 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 and I cleaned the church and I, did all, and I did all the stuff instead of asking for help, it's no longer your, it's just mine. A little, little, little boy came up to me, uh, I think it was last week, and said, I was in the middle of a conversation. He goes, Hey, excuse me. Excuse me. I heard him. I knew, I knew he was there. And he said, Do you own this place? <laughs> Remember, I said, Kids say the darndest thing. Do you own this place? I said, No, I'm just, I'm just a leader. He goes, Well, who owns it? I said, Everybody. We're all owners. You know, if you're a member here, you're an owner. You, how many own your home? You own your home? Or, or rent Either way, you take care of your yard, you own your clothes, you wash your own clothes. Yes? This is your house. This is not in my notes. This is kind of the Holy Spirit just feeding this out. Because I, I didn't put in there, I can change the light bulb. Like, I know I need to change the light bulbs this week. I saw them, I was like, okay, got to get done. And he, right then he said, no, there's people with a skill set. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to change a bulb. But I got I to gotta, I gotta, I gotta delegate this stuff. Because it's your house. It's your church. Amen? Amen. Amen, amen, amen. It's taking all that I have and giving it and making it happen for a kingdom. We're talking about dreaming big and having a God dream. Let me say this. Dreaming big is more than having a goal or a plan. And by the way, I'm not talking about what you do when you go night-night. A dream. I'm not talking about that, okay? Although we're going to need both a goal and a plan, But, see, what I've learned to be true about dreams is this. You want to write this down. Most dreams die in practicality. Realists. How many realists? Most dreams die or end, have a dead-end road when when we start looking. Well, that doesn't make sense. That doesn't line up in my Excel spreadsheet. Right? We want it, bottom line, we want it all to work. Let me tell you something. Anytime you say yes to God, he's never going to give you something that makes him irrelevant. You're gonna, he's not going to lay it all out and go, this is step A, step B. That's not faith. Faith is I'm going to walk even though I can't see. It's quiet up in here. I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk by faith even though I don't understand. I'm going to follow my dream even though I don't know how I'm going to get there. Most dreams die in practicality. What I mean is this. You start getting too practical that you lose sight of the vision or the picture of what could be or should be. So how do you, how do you start losing sight of the vision? You start, sharing, <laughs> you start sharing your dream and vision with others. That's how you start losing See, it's not you sharing the vision, it's their response to what you're sharing that causes you to get practical about what you thought God was calling you to do. It's not, that, it's not you sharing it, it's what their response is. Their response may cause doubt in your heart and in your mind of what God, you know God called you to do it. How in the world do we go from, God, call me, I'm tenacious, I'm, I'm ready to do this, I'm crunk, I'm jacked, I'm ready, God, let's go, God, let's just let's just, just for Jesus, let's just do this thing. How do we go from that to I, I I'm not sure. Well, because you went from there to there and you had how many conversations and how many people said, that ain't gonna work. That don't even make sense. You're not even gonna make enough money. Huh? See, it's not you sharing this wrong, it's their response this wrong. So protect yourself. Protect the dream, protect the vision. Amen? See, for me in my life, he showed me what is possible and who will be impacted. This is Bradley and Amy and Ansley and Taryn at the time, living in living in Georgia, 2013. He showed me what is possible because I said I would never come back to Chiefland. I ain't coming back here. I wasn't even born and raised here. I just spent a few years in high school here, and then I was out. I went to the ATL. I had to go to the ATL because I had to meet this hot woman, right here, hot Atlanta. <laughs> hot Amy. Anyway, let me just keep it. Let me just keep moving because I'll get distracted. Y'all know. But, but see, what he did was he showed me what was possible. I didn't come back here because of what it looked like. I, I came back here and we obeyed the calling because he showed me of what it could be and should be. And the same is true for your life. You need to go after your dream, go after the plan of God on your life and allow God to show you what it should be and what it could be, not where you are. If you base it on where you are, you'll never move. Listen, we launched our building campaign. I know y'all are tired of hearing this story, but somebody never never, never heard it. We launched our building campaign when COVID first hit. When people were losing their jobs, people were scared. You couldn't go to Walmart and buy toilet paper. Right, we we would, you couldn't find nothing. All they had for paper towels was the blue um work uh uh in your shop towels. I don't know about you, about about y'all. Mm-mm. I'd rather have a leaf. <laughs> that was too much. Edit that. From, edit that from the podcast. That was too much. That's just family talk. Just family talk. Okay. If you didn't like that, you're not family. Okay. You got to be family to understand this pastor. Everybody's family, see that offended. I, I know, offended. Listen, we didn't know how. We know what could be and we knew what should be, but we didn't know how it was going to happen. Listen. This was in the middle of, of, of uh, 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 the government was shutting down everything. The government shut churches down. The government shut hotels and condos down. You couldn't travel. They were, tra- they were even telling, the government was even telling you how many people you could have at your house for Thanksgiving and Christmas. Come on. Y'all remember them days? May we never forget where we come from. Those are sketchy days. Those are sketchy days. But remember... What you're going through does not change the direction, the calling, the dream, and the vision of what could be and should be just because COVID hit, just because the government put you on lockdown. I don't I, Replace government with whatever's got you on lockdown. It does not change the fact that there is a calling and a dream. God has already showed you. Keep your eyes focused on what could be and should be, and you'll get through it. Listen, we needed 70K, 70 grand uh, uh, when all of this was going on. When we launched the building campaign, when there was like 10 people in the room and everybody else was watching on, on Facebook Live, we needed 70 grand. And, 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 and as we were moving through this process, um, the, the owner of the land, I mean, that was a conversation we had like, like five years ago. And, 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 and uh, I didn't feel pressure, but I, I kept getting recurring phone calls that said, are y'all still interested? That told me that somebody else was. But I knew what could be and should be, but yet there was nobody in the room. Nobody was here. But in less than two years, we raised and paid cash money with a 100-some people for, for 12 acres, 70 grand. Because it could have been, it should have been, and it so happened. Because we kept our eyes on the prize. Listen. If I would have stopped focusing on what God said was ours and start focusing on how, I would have lost faith in what could have been. So how do we arrive at a place where we're dreaming big? Y'all still good? I know you are. I'm not even going to ask that question anymore because I'm tired of getting spanked. (laughs) I don't have a lot. Anyway. We'll edit that too. We got to start wrestling with the question, what do I want to do? What do you want to do? What do you want to do? What do you want to do? do? What do you love to do? See, I I don't know what my purpose is. Your purpose is whatever you love to do. What do you love to do? What do you find enjoyment doing? Now, how can you use that to advance the kingdom? Man, I, I hope you're getting this this morning. This is important because you, you need to start fighting for whatever that is in your life. You need to go back and say, this was what, this was something. I mean, some of us as adults, we've given up on, on, on that, I want to be a fire truck, right? What did, you, what did you all, and sure, I understand that changes clearly, that changes but 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 we've there 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 is there's is something inside of you that you have a desire to do but because of circumstances you have chosen to question that. You should not spend your entire adult life miserable hating your life and and working for other people's dreams instead of your own. Let me give you my first point for the day. Ready? Here it is. <laughs> it's not too late talking about dreaming big, it's not too late. You got a dreaming big pastor. I'm a little bitty guy, but I got a huge imagination. But my imagination isn't driven by what I want. My imagination is driven by what he wants. What is motivating your imagination? Well, I want that boat. Good. Then get that boat. I, I, husbands, this, they just, I know it's hunting season. I should be talking about that, but Get that boat. Hey, honey, you hear what the pastor said? Yeah, but watch what the pastor's getting ready to say. And then start an R group with your boat. Because that boat ain't just for you. See, when you start saying God, you want to pull? Invite your pastor over to swim with you and see what happens, right? Have an R group. No, I know that's funny, but when you start making your wants and desires line up with what God, how God can use that, watch and see. He is so caught up in your desires and your love. He is caught up in it. Listen, if I would line up my desires with his desire, this thing is wide open for us. Wide open. Now, I should get some of y'all thinking. Well, baby, I need that gun. Have in our group. Invite all of us to go to your hunting club. Why are you trying to keep it a secret where you get that dough and that buck at? Huh? See, I, I act, I, I, some of y'all are like, wait, he, he hunts? I've never been hunting in my life. But I, but I had y'all fooled, though, didn't I? Because it's not, it's not too late. <laughs> I'll shoot, but I ain't, I ain't hanging that thing up, and I ain't skinning it. I ain't watching all that. I ain't watching all that. It's too close to dinner to me talking about it. Urgh. Y'all know Kelly Shepard took my dad hunting one time. I, when I saw that picture, I didn't even know it. I saw that picture with dad and a gun in his hand, a shotgun. I was like, say what? <laughs> because it wasn't about the gun and it wasn't about the hunting. It was about relationships. That's what that was. So sometimes you got to put yourself in an area and a realm that you're not comfortable with just so you can be about what God really wants to be about, and that's Relationships. I could stop right now, and that would just be enough right there for y'all, but I'm going to keep going just a few more minutes. See, I want you to hear this preacher today because I know many of you in this room have heard that voice of the enemy that says, it's too late. You've made way too many mistakes. He says things like, you're too old. You've gone too far. This is for everybody else. This sounds great, but it's not for you. You've already missed the train. Listen to me. Not a chance. God has more for you. God knows you by name, and he's calling you into your dream. It's not too late. So for all these kids back here, they're just getting started. On the other side of this wall, they're just getting started. For all of us kids out here, it's not too late, and we're not too old. Grab a hold of your dream. Look what God says in Acts chapter 2. I read this. I'm just gonna give you the portion. It said, the old men will dream dreams. Everybody say, old men. I ain't there yet. I ain't there yet. I'm not in denial. Because here's the question: what's old? Old is not a number. Old is a mentality, and I'll prove it. Old is feeling that you get, old is the feeling that you get when you believe the lie that your best days are behind you. That's an old mentality. Dude, we had a we had a we had a Oh, we had a cool cat. This dude was like, oh, Mr. Chuck, what was he, like 70, 80 years old? Every, the, the old neighborhood we lived in, Spanish Trace. Every time we have a hurricane, I had like, I don't know how many them water oaks. Every time the wind would blow just a little bit, the tree would fall. Like, God. Then we have a hurricane, they'd stay up. Like, but it didn't matter. I, he's always in his truck. And, and the, that one time that, that we had the hurricane and we were without power five days, he brought his little John Deere tractor, John Deere tractor. He brought, that's probably where I started liking John Deere tractor. I got to get me one of them. John Deere tractor brought it to the house and he's, he's like, let's cut this stuff up. Let's get it. Where do you want it to go? Let, I, I got my grandson up from South Florida. Let's, let's put this stuff. I was like, okay, great. I love the help. Cause I don't own a tractor and I don't own a saw. I don't have none of that stuff. It's not my skill, but God sent somebody else to me who it was. He also had a motivation and a mentality that he looked beyond his years. This Joker is, this Joker is crazy. I always said, Mr. Chuck, I want to be just like you when I grow up. And I tried to give him money. He's from a Catholic background. He said, I, I can't take your money, preacher. He said, I just figure if I come and help the priest, that'll get me in. <laughs> I love Mr. Chuck. He said, he passed by one, one Sunday, a couple weeks ago when we were uh, leaving. And um, we were greeting people. And he said, I'm still coming, preacher. I'm still coming. If the walls will hold me. Listen. See, that's that's the mentality of most people. If the walls won't fall and cave in, let me tell you something. It's your brokenness that holds the walls up. (laughs) See, I notice how God is doing something in just these few moments we have because I settled down. It's what I said at the beginning. I'm not going to rush. I'm going to settle down. And some of the reason we miss stuff in life is because we're so antsy and rambunctious and we won't settle down. Old is not a number. It's a mentality. It doesn't matter what your age, what age you're at. When the Spirit of God comes upon you, you start thinking about the future. I always say this all the time. If you're, still, if you're still sucking oxygen, there's still a purpose and a plan for your life. I remember a conversation that my dad had with my, great, my, my, my grandmother, his mom, at, at, the, at, the, at, the, at the nursing home. And, and he said, you're, you're going to... She was talking about... She was ready to go. She was ready to, she's ready to be in heaven. And dad said, you're going to be here until your assignment is through. And my word for you today is, as long as you're here, you still have an assignment. What in the world are you doing? What are you doing? So let me ask this question. Are you working for you and yours? Or are you including in your grind how you can help bring a change for the next generation? Can I say it again? Are you, are you, is your grind all about you, your family, mine and ours? Or is it about God will take care of you, but is your grind more about how can I impact the kingdom and how can I impact the next generation? As a pastor, you're gonna to begin to see, if you haven't already, a a, a shift in my focus. I, I will always honor the past, but I will always make a priority what's next. Did you hear me? That is not a dis, that is not a discrediting the past, but that is saying I'm all I'm about what God's about, and it's the next It's what's next. And, and oh, and, and by the way, you belong here, no matter your age. It's what, one of the things I love about our, our church. We got people with, <laughs> we got people with blonde hair, brown hair, black hair, no hair, gray hair. One of the things when dad and I talked about transitioning in 2020, I, I, I was okay, but how many people are going to stay because the young buck's it in? We, not one person left. Not one person. We have such a mix and diversity and variety. That's how it should be. We like a bunch of Christian Skittles. (laughs) Edit or not. (laughs) Okay, listen. So let me ask this question as we prepare to wind down. What would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? What would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? I want you to ask yourself this question this week. In October of 2013, I answered the question. I said, I'll move my family from LaGrange, Georgia. What, what, does, what, does, what will I do if I knew I couldn't fail? What does that look like? October 2013, I moved my family from LaGrange, Georgia back to Chiefland to partner alongside and work with my my dad and Robin in a ministry that they started over 30 years ago I told God, I'll never forget it Ford Drive I had the conversation with her because she wanted to be here she wanted to be with my my parents too I said I think I'm going to ask dad what, what you need me to do I said I'll go Even though collectively, we would have taken a significant pay cut between us. Significant pay cut. Remember what I said? It don't add up on Excel spreadsheet. And I'm an Excel spreadsheet dude. I want it to all work out. But God will not call you to something that's already worked out for you. I'm wanting you to feel some pressure. I feel he just sat. I just feel like the Holy Spirit just said I said, God, I trust you to take care of me and my family. I knew God was calling us here. I didn't know how, but I knew what. And I knew, I knew, I knew there would be an impact. What, what was happening in October 2013? I started dreaming. And I started answering questions like, what would I do if I knew I couldn't fail? What would you do? What would you do? What would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? Sky's the limit. I'm not saying you got to act today, but I am saying you need to answer that question at some level. What would you do? For somebody, maybe you'd start that business. For somebody else, maybe you'd go back to school, further your education to pursue something from your childhood. I don't know. Maybe you'd apply for that license and start a new career path. What would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? You may be thinking, well, does, God even, does God even care about my desires? Does he even care? Like, I don't even know how this would fit into advancing the kingdom. Listen, of course he does. He's our father. Look at Mark uh, eleven 24. I'm just going to read it for you. King James Version says it this way. Therefore, I say unto you, what things soever ye desire, when you pray, believe that ye receive them and ye shall have them. Everybody say desire. He said he said, whatever you desire. He did not say, whatever you need. So God cares about what you desire. But he just wants to know, how, how, can, how can we take your desire and advance the kingdom? I'll take care of you. But how can I, we, how can together, it's partnering. It's the same thing I did with my parents, with dad and Robin. I, 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 we partnered towards what God wanted. Maybe today you need to say, God, I, I'm ready to partner with you. You got a goal. You got a dream. You got plans, things you want to do. Maybe it's time to start saying, God, I, maybe it's not even a shift. Maybe it's not even a change of the dream. Maybe it's saying, God, I partner with you on this. Remember what I said earlier? God, he's tying it all together like a, like a Nike shoe. Do it your way. Get your results. Partner with God. Do it his way. Get better results than just this. We settle for this. If I could just get this. No, you could have this. He said, whatsoever you desire. I'm going to pause here for the day. But I hope that you've been inspired today to dream big. Some of you dream again. Some of you remember your dream. So this week, I want you to ask yourself, what is my desire? What is my desire? Write that down. Write it down. What is my desire? And I, I tell you what, as, the, as you close out the day, go ahead and do it. Because busyness of the week, if you got schedules like we got schedules, you're going to forget all about it. And I'm going to come in here next week and I'm going to say, did you do your homework? And you'll be like, oh man, just slip. No, before this day goes out, answer the question. Two questions. What would I do if I knew I couldn't fail? And what is my desire? Answer those two questions. And then begin to line those up according to God's word. What are you passionate about? What is the thing that you love to do that might, that might allow you to create an income in doing what you love to do. <laughs> i give you an example, and I'm done. Before I became a full-time worship leader in my 20s, I know some of y'all are like, you're not 20 anymore? Nope. <laughs> I say the same thing when I wake up. Oh, my gosh, I'm not 20 anymore. Listen, I was a 10-year-old kid visiting my grandparents in Columbus, Ohio, O-H-I-O. Over the summer, and I would find myself walking from the Little Parsonage all the way over to my grandfather's church, and I would plug in a boom box. Y'all remember what those were? For y'all students that are like, what's a boom box? You got this cool thing called Google, check it out. You you think you got a system? When you carried a system like this on your shoulder, and it was like the club, it wasn't that I had a strut. It was like ba-boom. I couldn't help but do it, right? Because it's the base. Listen, I plugged up a boombox because didn't nobody have direct connections and and all that. I mean, this, this is Christian Christian Missionary Alliance Church. The organ set over there, the piano set right there, Stonewall. I'm not knocking all that because that's my heritage. That's where I started. That's where what you see today started. When there was nobody in that little church, nobody in the room, and I would plug up a boombox and I would I would I would. Um, take a microphone and just lean it up i would lean it up in front of the speaker because it was i needed to push my little cassette tape and some of y'all don't know what that is my little track and i needed it to come through the system because i needed to worship i needed to lead worship and there wasn't nobody there are you willing to do something when ain't nobody there and nobody's watching later in my teenage years oh there was, there was a time in my teenage years that I, there was a period in my life where I would sit at Christian concerts and I would see people singing on stage and I, and I started having this desire. I'm talking about my dream, where we are today, and, but where it started. I'm trying to get you to a starting point or I'm trying to get some of y'all to go back and, and move yours forward. Here we go. I would see them on stage and I would see how God would touch people's lives through, through a talent and a gifting. And I said, I want that. I don't care about being seen. I just want to be able to be used to impact people's life. That's it. And later in my teenage years, singing. Remember what I said? How can you take what you love to do and actually start bringing an income in? Watch this. In my teenage years, I start getting invited to all these little festivals and these cool little things. And, 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 and I'd sing for like an hour. And then when I'd leave, they'd give me like $15 cash. Whoa, I thought that was great. $15. <laughs> well, Pastor, I'll, I'll connect with the dream when I start receiving the paycheck. I'll serve what's in it for me oh there's so much in it for you but your heart is not in the right place sir little boy then I got a job as a worship pastor at a church watched it grow from 25 people to a thousand people and then and then I I I released a worship CD oh that's cool right don't ask me for it because they don't exist anymore and even if it did, I wouldn't let you listen to it because it was number one in my first at the time. And then I became the executive pastor of that church. And then I made some stupid choices. And I made because sometimes I wanted to do things my way and do it my way. I wanted my results. Who am I talking to? And then I God, well, there's no way God could use me because I've been so hell bent on doing it my way and all my pride. There's no way He could even come back and use me. And once I got all that all that trash. All that garbage, all that religious, when well, you've been divorced, shall sure have. Well you've got tattoos, got lots of them. God will use you in spite of your brokenness. And he drew you here today, and I'm done. He drew you here today to tell you, He has big dreams and plans they're probably exactly what you want but he just wants to know will you connect that to me to him if you're ready to dream again if you're ready to dream big listen today was not a little positive talk okay it was all scriptural this was not 25 minutes to a better life okay this is me trying to to take 25 minutes to go God has a plan for your life he wants to use you where you are he don't care about what you've done he don't care about what you did last night, who you did it with and what it looked. He don't care about that. He's got a plan for you. And he wants, to get you, he wants to get you lined up with your hopes and dreams so that we can then tell more people that he's got a plan for their life. We'll fill this room up twice, three times on a weekend before we move. I, whatever it takes. Till everybody knows. You don't have to stay where you are. Dream big. Dream big. Anybody ready to dream with me? Anybody ready to go with me? If you're ready to go, stand to your feet. I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray for you and they're going to bring no closeout song. Just be ready to go to the music and it's time. You 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 got homework. I'm not Coach Weber, but I'm telling you, you got homework today. What would you do? What would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? And what is it that you love? So, Father, right now, we stand here today, together, we're ready to dream big. God, set a a fire in our hearts today. Father, rekindle dreams and hopes. And, Father, get our eyes, help us to get our eyes off of our circumstances onto you. You are not moved by our circumstance. You are moved by our desire to please you. And, God, that's our desire to please you. Father, thank you for what you're doing in this house. Thank you for what you're doing in our lives. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for supplying all of our needs according to your riches. And God, we will be forever grateful and continue to be faithful what you've entrusted to us. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. Love on somebody, hug on somebody on your way out. We love you. Have a great, great, great week. Well, thanks again for tuning in. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you like what you're hearing, consider rating it and even sharing it with your friends. For more content from Release City or just to stay connected with us, be sure to check us out on all of our social media platforms at Release City Church or through our website at releasecitychurch.org. We love you, and until next time, the best (laughs) is yet to come.